I don't normally get messages like this, but um, this time I did, and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I feel like this message has a little bit of like of a prophetic hint to it, and um, I'm really, really excited about that because um, it's just something very exciting. So I want to tell you that I really want you to, um, to pay attention tonight and to, through the Holy Spirit, obviously we're going to pray for this, but through the Holy Spirit, have him help you apply these things to your life. Because I feel like they, these, what we're going to talk about today, I feel like it can really change your life. Um, it's been changing my life uh, day by day. You know, I don't have it perfected. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a process. I don't have it perfected. But as I, as I walk through each day and just remind myself of these things, I feel like I get it more and more. So um, tell your neighbor your life's about to change. Tell them, come on. <laughs> so... A while ago, my husband told somebody this. He said to somebody, you know, you've been asking for God for this one thing, and so you have to make room for that thing in your life. Like, if you want that thing to happen for you, you have to make room for it in your life. And when I heard him say that, when he, when he told me about that, that phrase really, like, it resonated a lot inside of me. Like, I feel like it echoed in my heart and in my soul and in my spirit. Like, it just kept echoing within me. Like, it, you got to make space for what you're asking God for. And I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and really asking God, like, God, what does this mean? Because it sounds really interesting. Like, it sounds very cool. Like, and, and honestly, it sounds pretty obvious. Like, obviously, if I'm going to ask God for something, that means that I need to make room for it. So today's sermon is called Make Room. Can you guys say make room? So before we get into it, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you so much for this night, God. I bless your people, Father. Uh, Holy Spirit, you are here, God. Just continue to move amongst us. Continue to speak to us. Continue to ignite a fire within us, God. We want to keep burning for you, Father, and just learning more about you. So Holy Spirit, right now, I just ask that you would just take hold of our minds, take hold of our hearts, and speak to us. Because we're here because we want to hear from you. That's why we're here tonight. We're here tonight because we want to praise you and we want to hear from you. So tonight, God, that's what we're doing. We're praising you and we're listening, God. We're listening for your word, God. So we're ready for you to speak to us, God. So Holy Spirit, just speak. Let your words flow out. Let your words just pour over your people, God. Over us, Lord. Bless us, Father, and, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there are times when we ask God for things in our lives. We ask him for certain things. And sometimes when we see these things not happening, we tend to point our finger up back to God. Like, God, why isn't this happening for me? You know, why isn't this coming to, you know, to be? Like, why isn't this happening? Why, isn't, why am I not seeing what I'm asking you for? And sometimes the reason for this factor is because we're not making room for it in our lives. Now, th this doesn't apply to everything. It just applies to certain things. So use your discernment, use the spirit to, to point you to where in your life this applies to. Because I can guarantee you, there's somewhere in your life where you can apply this to. Amen? So, 
as you guys know, I talk about this all the time, and I, I can't stop talking about it because it's, it's what I'm going through right now. So you guys are going to hear about it probably for as long as you're going to hear about it. <laughs> um, my husband and I, we've been trying to have a baby for eight years. Eight long years we've been trying to have a baby. And we don't have a baby yet. And so for a lot of those years, I can, I can honestly tell you that we would ask God for it, but to be perfectly honest, we weren't making room for them in our lives. We weren't. It was a desire that we had in our hearts, but we didn't make room for them. Cynthia, what do you mean by that? I'm going to explain it to you. This is what it looks like. We, wouldn't, we weren't taking care of our bodies. We weren't managing our finances right. How many of you guys know that having a baby is kind of pricey, like it requires money? Having a baby requires energy. It, it requires for the parents to, you know, be healthy because the baby's going to want to play one day and you're going to have to run after the baby and be active and do all these things and be energetic. And so we weren't making space for it, to be honest with you. I wasn't. We weren't taking care of our bodies. We were eating junk, and we weren't really handling our money the best way that we could. We were living as people who didn't have kids. And just from what I've learned, having kids financially is different from not having kids. <laughs> There's a big difference. You're in a different space financially when you have kids. And so we were living as, as a married couple that didn't have kids, wanting kids. You guys follow? We, did, we weren't making room for them. So, like I'm telling you, there, there are times where we're going to ask God things, but we're not making the room for it in our lives. Does that make sense? Do you guys get it? Okay. So, just to clarify, not every baby situation is this type of situation. Like, not everybody that ever had a baby made room for it. There's some people who it was like, surprise, you're pregnant. You know, not for, it doesn't happen like this for everybody. This is just in our case. I'm using this baby situation to, to give you an example of, of what my husband and I go through. This is our example. It's not every example for everybody, but it's what's happening now in our lives. You may have your own baby situation, whatever that may be. Amen? So I just wanted to clarify that. So these times where we ask God for something, there, what happens is, is sometimes we ask him for things, but we don't realize how big the request that we're asking actually is. You guys understand? Like we're asking him for things, and sometimes, you know, we have these desires in our heart, but we don't understand the bigness of what we're asking him to do for us. And because we're not understanding the bigness of, of what we're asking, sometimes we can ignore the process of getting that request met by God or granted by God. We have to realize, you guys have to realize along with me, that some of the things that you desire, if you want to picture a big juicy fruit, right? Picture a big juicy fruit right now, whatever that big juicy fruit looks like to you. To me, it looks like a big delicious mango. I love mangoes. They're like my favorite fruit right now. So picture a big, juicy mango. We're all going to eat mangoes tonight. Now, 
for this big juicy fruit to come, like it, it takes time. It takes time for, for it to sprout and it takes time for it to ripen. Amen? And sometimes the bigger the fruit, the juicier the fruit, the longer the process might be. You guys get it? You guys get it? Okay. So while that is going on, while, while that is happening, while the fruit is ripening, while the fruit is growing and, and just sprouting out, we have to grow too. We have to be in that period waiting for that fruit to come. But in that waiting time, we have to be growing as well. But we have to come to maturity and be prepared to receive it. How many of you guys know that sometimes God doesn't give us, and this may sound cliche, but it's not cliche, it's just truth. Sometimes we're waiting for God to give us something, but we don't get it because we're not ready for it. We're not ready for what we're asking for. So we're not going to get it. If you're not ready to, to steward something, why would God give it to you? It's just going to hurt you other than bless you, or rather than bless you. I believe that God will give us babies, but in the meantime, I'm going to make room for them. My husband and I, we're making room for them. We already have their names picked out. You know, we're already talking about, like, certain things about them, and we're, we're taking care of our bodies. We're taking care of our finances, and we're making room for our babies. Now we're living as a couple who has kids financially. That's where we are. <laughs> um, but I wanted, to, I wanted to tell you guys that one thing that's very, very important in this, situ in, in this process that we're talking about is to take on wisdom and ask God while you're waiting, while, while you're waiting for your big fruit to ripen, take on wisdom and ask God, God, what, what do I need to make room for in my life in order for this to happen? Sometimes we get lost in the asking and in the asking, but we're not, we don't like sit down and wait and really like discern and say, wait a minute, but God, what's going on here? Like, it's been like so many years and I haven't gotten this. Why? What's going on in my life? Like, what's happening? What, what am I not, what, what am I doing? What am I missing? And that's very, very important. And honestly, that only comes along if you take the time to be wise, to, to speak to God, to connect with him. It's good to ask him, is there more to it than I'm seeing? For me, that's big. I don't know about you guys, but is there, is there more to this dream? Is there more to this request that I'm asking you of or asking you for? that I'm seeing with my eyes. Is there more to it, God? And God will answer you and God will tell you and he'll reveal to you what it is that you need to see what more there is in what you're asking him for. I was talking with my husband um, a couple weeks ago and we were talking about church. I don't know any pastor, I don't know of any pastor that doesn't want church growth. I think every pastor wants to see their church grow. So we were talking about church growth and how the spirit provides it um, and just, you know, speaking about that. And in that conversation, I remember we, we came to this conclusion that God is not going to give a church growth if that church isn't ready to steward the growth. God is not going to give you thousands of members if you're not able to steward 50 members. 
Because it's for church, it's not about numbers, it's about souls. And God wants you to be prepared to help these souls, to guide these souls to him. So if you're not ready for it, God's not going to give it to you. See, the thing with God is that God is a really good father. Like, he is a righteous God. He honestly and truly completely cares for you. He really does care for you. And while he wants to give you what you want, he doesn't want it to hurt you in the long run. He wants you to get it when you're ready for it. We've done a lot as a church. As you can see, you know, we're not a huge church. We're not, you know, like 100, 300 members deep in. But you know what's crazy to me is that as, as small as we are, as growing as we are, God has given us a lot of giftings and talents here. Like there are people who are going to be listening to the sermon on podcast, on the podcast. People from Nigeria, from Iceland, from all over the world are going to be listening to this, these messages. And it's pretty amazing. It's, it's incredible to see what countries and states are listening to um, the, word that, that, the words that are spoken by this church that may seem, in the grand uh, scheme of things, insignificant. But God is using us. But even then, we can't rely on talents alone. Your talents and your giftings are only going to take you so far. They're only going to take you so far. You need to connect with God. You need to make room for God in your life in order to take you to the next place that he wants to take you. You need to make room for him. So I'm going to say that again. Talents are not enough. Like you can't rest just on your talent for something. You have to dig a little bit deeper and connect and make room for him. You have to do that. Jesus understood this concept about making room. He was really awesome at giving us this, exam this example. Did you guys know that Jesus did not lift one finger before those 40 days and 40 nights that he spent in the desert? He did not lift one finger ministry-wise. He didn't do anything. He tried to, but the Holy Spirit put a stop to it. But Jesus didn't do anything until he had made room for those three years that were to come. He was baptized, and then immediately the Holy Spirit took him into the desert. For 40 days, for 40 nights, he was tempted by Satan, but groomed by the Holy Spirit. He was being groomed that whole time, those 40 days, groomed by that beautiful presence of God. He was being prepared for what was to come for him. This, this man, God, was going to heal people, was going to bring people back from the dead. He was going to do incredible, miraculous things. He was going to die for the world. But he needed to make room for God first. So he made room for God, and then he started his ministry. And even while he was in ministry, he continued to make room for God. After he fed the 5,000 with the, with the fish and the, and the bread, the, the disciples were leaving. They were going to go somewhere else. So they all got on a boat. And Jesus said to them, just you guys go on ahead. Go on ahead without me. I'll catch up. So the Bible says that Jesus goes up into this hill. And he goes up on his own to pray. 
He goes up on his own to make room again for God in his life. Prayer is not just requesting and connecting. That's not all prayer is. Prayer isn't only to request from God or to connect with him. Like we've said that a lot, that through prayer, you know, we connect, we communicate, but it's not only for that. Through prayer, God gives you growth. And Jesus understood that and Jesus was giving us that example. He left that example for us in the Bible. Prayer gives us growth. Prayer makes room for what's to come. Prayer helps you see what you cannot see in the now. That's what prayer does. When I was, um, this is a funny story. Some of you might know it. About 10 or 11 years ago, it's been that long. It's crazy. It's crazy that I can say 10 or 11 years ago. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I wasn't like five, you know? <laughs> but 10 or 11 years ago, I was like 22, 21, around there. Good Lord. So back then, I remember I started watching this show called Way of the Master with Ray Comfort and Kurt Cameron. Yes, Kurt Cameron. Um, so I was watching this show. It was a, a show where Ray Comfort and Kurt Cameron would go out to the streets and evangelize to people using the Ten Commandments. And I was blown away by the show. Like I would watch it at work. I would watch this show all the time. I like loved this show. And so I remember I was a youth leader back then and I remember talking to like our head youth leader um, and telling her about the show and telling her, hey, I wanna start like this youth evangelism movement where like the youth goes out to evangelize to people like, you know, on Sundays, like for whatever time. And I said, and I think you should buy us this series. It's called The Way of the Master. It's awesome. So she buys it for us, we watch it as a youth, we practice with each other, we even like role played. It was, it was pretty amazing. And uh, so we go out, right? We go out to evangelize. And I remember, you know, I, I went out and I shared the gospel with just random people on the street. And um, I remember after a couple of times doing that, I remember coming back and telling Mario, this, this wasn't even a, this isn't even a, like a technical term, okay? I just made this up. I don't know why, it just, it made sense to me. I said, we weren't even married. Also, we were just dating. And uh, I told them, boyfriend. <laughs> I said, hey, babe, or whatever I called him back then. Um, you know what? I want to be an evangelical prophet. And he's like, an evangelical prophet? That's not even real. And I was like, I don't care. Like, that's what I want to be. I want to be an evangelical prophet. Doesn't, sound, doesn't that sound cool? Evangelical prophet. Can you guys say that? Evangelical prophet. Oh, it's like music. And uh, he's like, what is that? Like, what do you mean by that? And I said, okay, look, this is what I want to do. I want to evangelize and prophesy evangelical prophet. <laughs> I told him, I want to be able to go out into the streets when I'm evangelizing and tell people something about their lives, something that only like they would know so that they can see that God is really after them. Like, I just really would love to do that. And back then, I didn't know about like the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Like, I didn't know all of that stuff. Like, we didn't know that. 
So it was a desire that I had in my heart 10 or 11 years ago. Let's just say 10 years ago. And it's funny because now, now that I've understood more about the Holy Spirit, now that I've made more room for God, now I understand that an evangelical prophet is somebody that has the gift of word of knowledge. Walk. So now it's pretty awesome because that desire that I had in my heart 10 years ago, I'm able to utilize now. And it's something that I can honestly tell you that I possess. It's a gift, gift that I have now. But it's crazy to see that 10 years ago, I was making up this phrase for this desire that I have. And 10 years later, I, I realize what it is, and I get to do it. But see, like this all, while all of this happened, I was making room in my life for Jesus. I was cultivating this gift that I didn't even know what it was, but I was cultivating it. God was, was I don't know, he was doing whatever he needed to do with it, like all that photosynthesis stuff to it. He was doing all of that to this gift. And finally, I'm in a place and in a position where it has sprouted. And I'm able to use this fruit. Let's actually go to the Bible now. We're going to go to 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. And when you have it, please say amen. So 1 Chronicles... Chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Um, I'm going to be reading the NLT version for those of you that can customize your Bible versions. You guys there? Amen? Okay. Before we read, I have another funny story. So, I've had, I keep saying so a lot. I'm sorry. It's like my thing, I guess. Well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I told you at the beginning that my husband gave somebody that word. And this was, I don't know, maybe like a few months ago. And ever since then, it has stayed in my heart. And I've, I've just been thinking about it and like meditating about it. And um, I knew that I wanted to speak to you guys about this today. Like I really knew that this is what the Lord wanted me to like share with you guys tonight. But I didn't find any verses for it. Like I couldn't find any verses for it. And I remember telling God, God, I know this is biblical. Like, I know it's biblical. Like, I know that what I'm saying, I know that making room for you is a biblical something. Like, I, I know it's, it's, it's from you, but I can't find a verse. And um, so just to give you some insight, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a little tangent. Just to give you some backstory, I, I feel like I get my sermons in a very weird way. Like, I don't get them by opening the Bible usually. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> God will sometimes just kind of bring a subject to my mind or like a word or a phrase. And like, I think about it and I think, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then I kind of like look for like, like the word to like, you know, build the, the sermon. So, you know, this time I had it the same way. You know, I had that thought about making room for him, but I couldn't find the, the verse for it. So I sat down this week. And I asked God, I said, God, I can't find a verse, or I haven't found a verse yet. Help me. And like five seconds later, God says, Chronicles 4.9. And I was like, what? Let me see, let me just see. But then I was like, Chronicles? One or two, God? <laughs> and he didn't answer. But I figured, he said Chronicles. Had he meant the second one, he would have said Second Chronicles. 
So I reasoned and I figured that he meant first of Chronicles. So that's why we're here at first of Chronicles 4, 9. You guys ready to read it? Okay. So it says, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. I'm going to read it one more time because I don't know if you guys got it. I'm going to read verse 10. He was the one who prayed to God, to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. What an amazing thing to ask for. Right? Who asks for that? Like, he didn't ask for anything else but for God to bless him and expand his territory. And as I read this, I thought, why? God, why did Jabez want his territory expanded? Why did he ask you to bless him and expand his territory? Like, what was the purpose of that? And God answered. And God said, I want to expand your territory. And tonight, tell them that I want to expand their territory. So I want you guys to think about this. Think about this. Would anybody buy a large house with the intention of not furnishing it or filling it? No. What's the point of buying a large house if you're not going to furnish it? Or fill it. For what? But this man asked for a large house. Why did he ask for a large house? Why did he ask for so much room? And I was talking to God about this. And, and he said that there are times where we ask for something and not know that we're actually asking him to expand our territory. So there are times where you're asking God and asking God for things, especially things that are not happening for you. But the problem is, is that you're asking him for these things, but you're not realizing that what you're asking him is bigger than here and now. You're asking God to expand your territory. You're asking God to make room in your life. That's what you're asking him for. That's what Jabez was asking. You know, when I, when I ask God for my children, I don't just ask him for babies. When I ask God for my children, I'm asking him for a lineage. I'm asking him for generations. That's what I'm asking him for. I'm not asking him for just a baby that I can rock back in. I'm asking him for a lineage and generations to come out from my husband and I. 
That's what I'm asking him for. It's not a little thing. It's a big thing. We're asking God to expand and increase our territory. Isn't that awesome? We can't just have a here and now mentality. We need to, we need to see deeper and bigger and see if what we're asking requires us to expand. We need to make room and receive what we're asking for and everything that comes with that expansion. Make room for everything that comes along for, with that. I want to read Isaiah with you guys. And it's Isaiah 54, um, verses 2 and 3. Let me get an amen when you're there. Okay, so it says, Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. Dream big. Go for it. Reach for it. But make room for that big dream that's in your heart. Make room for that desire that God is placing in your life. Make room for it. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. What was his name? Jeb Jabez. He was asking for a big house. He was asking for a larger territory because he knew that God was going to fill it. He knew that he wasn't just asking for empty lands, but he knew that God was going to give him fruitful lands, a fruitful vineyard. That's why he needed more room to fit more of the blessings that God had for him. So I want to just encourage us to make room for our blessings. Now, I want to tell you guys and, and just kind of go over what making room looks like. Making room looks like how I mentioned before. It looks like prayer. Pray. Pray for, for what you're asking for. Give time to God. Give time to connect to him. Making room is, is, is making space, creating an opportunity for God to come and invade your life and fill it with himself. If you're not making room for God, if you want your territory expanded, if you want to receive that that you've been asking for, you got to make room for the Lord. you got to create these spaces where he can come in and fill you up and give you more of him and talk to you and give you answers, give you visions. God doesn't want you to just see here and now. He wants you to see deeper. He wants you to see beyond what's in front of your faces. That's what he wants. He's a, he's a God of depth. He's, he's a simple like God, but he's also a God of depth. Sometimes God won't make everything obvious for us. It's up to us to search it out. It's up to us to discover and find. We never have God figured out. When we went to the Bethel conference, I forgot who was saying this, but someone was saying that, I think it was Carrie Job. She was saying that God kept telling her to, to keep her wonder alive. 
because we can never have him figured out. Like, we can't figure him out. We can't sum him up. Like, there's so much to him, especially with what he wants to do in us. So if we want to accomplish everything that God has set out for us to accomplish, you got to make room for him. Amen? So I want to just tell you that we want to make room for our blessings. To some, it may be investing time in your gifts or a time to sit down and listen. Invest time in the gifts that God has given you. Don't just rely on the talent side of your gift, but discover what else God has for that gift. What else is he going to do through it? I want you guys to just, right there where you are, close your eyes. We're going to make some room right now. So actually, if you're sitting next to somebody, maybe you want your room. Maybe you want some space. Maybe. You don't have to, but maybe you do. I want you to just close your eyes and begin to make room for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I want you to make room for the Holy Spirit to expand your territory tonight. I believe that he's going to speak to you like he's spoken to me. He's going to speak to your life right now. Ask him, God, where are you expanding my territory? What area in my life is there that I need to make room for you? How can I make room for you? He's just going to spend time with you right now. So just meditate on him. Just focus on the Lord right now. Just press into his presence. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.